Hello, monsters. My name is Jane Judge. Welcome to Monsters University, a homebrew tabletop role-playing game hosted live at twitch.tv slash janejudge. Enjoy this silly role-playing game with me and my friends. Hello, <laughs> monsters. Oh, we are getting a little bit of echo now, but <laughs> thank you. Uh, hey, monsters, and welcome to Monsters University, episode 11. Can you believe we've been doing this for 11 episodes? We're already at the beach now, so. Um, let's start with our intros. Uh, let's go this way. Dominique, you want to start us off? Hi, I'm Dominique Delirium, and I play Evelyn, a werewolf. Hey, I'm Ricky XXX Wales, and I play Chasworth, the uh, Frankenstein monster. Hi, I'm Girlbot Div, and I play Bender, the zombie. I'm Cassie Cummings, and I get to play Kimmy Puddenpop, the lovely, wonderful gelatinous cake. Hi, I'm Violet October, and I'm playing Lily the Succubus. All right, and we are in episode two of our beach arc. So, uh, where did we leave off? You all were in your bedrooms, right? We were, I thought, listening to... To Wade, right? Yeah, to Wade tell us a story about something, and then we left it off there. You all were on the beach, and you heard the story of Wade's mom. Okay, so... <clears throat> You had learned that uh, Wade's mom was a jewelsmith, and she married uh, King King and crafted this like beautiful gem called the Midnight Star. And it was stolen 27 years ago, a week after the death of his mother in childbirth. So the kingdom is on the edge as this is the next big celebration since that. Um, it's the marriage of uh, King Joaquin's daughter, Iara. And uh, they're a little worried about the security. But you all are on the beach, hanging out with Wade. You've been drinking uh, strawberry margaritas, and uh, you're all pretty blasted. You see people around you playing games, relaxing. People are playing volleyball. There's a lifting competition. People are surfing. There's people playing blitzball underwater. Um, There's a little bikini competition over on the side. What are y'all doing? How are you enjoying this beach party? I'm amazed that there's Blitzball. Um, <laughs> uh, I'm checking out the the bikini competition. Okay. Yeah, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna like kind of hook Lily's arm, but like more just like slide it through and <laughs> her into the cube, and I'm gonna trot off with Lily into. Oh yeah, <laughs> we're gonna win okay. this thing. The two of you are headed to the bikini competition. Uh, are the rest of you following, or do you have other plans? Yeah, I think you want to follow. Okay, so you walk I think up to and Nixtal are going to go to the bodybuilding competition. Ooh, okay. <laughs> so the two of you head over to the bodybuilding competition, and we'll stay with the rest of the party for a second, and then fade back to you. Um. So you head to the bikini competition, and you walk up. Are you already wearing your bikinis? Do you have a little cover-up? Uh, 
Mine was just kind of floating around inside the queue. But as we approach the uh, the sign up, the sign in, I'll I'll pop up into a humanoid form and, and fill out the bathing suit. Okay. I don't think we can hear you, Violet. Okay, so you all roll up to the bikini competition. There's like a little stage, um, like a square area of sand. Oop, we got a little echo going on. A square okay. area of sand that's cleared out. And uh, there's like a little runway along it that's um, dotted with stones and little pink and white flowers. There is a sort of a swamp monster looking creature with like fins in his hands and he's got a little clipboard and he looks like he's maybe in charge of this area. Are there other contestants around? You see a lot of people around. You're not sure which of them are contestants and which are just wearing Fair their enough. bikinis yet. Fair enough. Okay, I'll, I'll walk over and talk to him, I guess. Okay, the swamp monster looks up at you and says, you entering? Yeah, we both are. Ah, the two of you. All right, all right. Are you competing together or against each other? Together. Together. All right, all right. What is this, another team over here? Uh, never seen a Frankenstein monster around here before. Or a zombie, I guess. <laughs> oh, I'm just looking for the, the crowd to uh, go cheer on my friends here from Monsters U. Ah, well, <laughs> good thing, because you didn't look like you had a bikini on you. <laughs> Chaz is gonna pull out of his coat one of the like uh, school flags with like Monster U on it and stuff. It's gonna head over to the, the audience part. Like a little pennant. Yeah, Cute. like a little triangle kind of one. Yeah. Fender's gonna be wandering off, um, still wearing just like kind of rags and ribbons instead of bathing suit. <laughs> well, are you entering? Oh no, I'm I'm here to cheer on the ladies and. Throw some panties. <laughs> All right. Classic kind of action out here on the beach. Keep it PG, everyone. <laughs> I don't think we know how to do that. <laughs> <laughs> um, so it takes about 20 more minutes. You all maybe have another drink, chill on the beach. And the Swamp Monster announces, bikini competition starting. Get over behind the stage. Okay, you all walk up, and since three of you are not in this competition, I'm going to give you the option, if you want to, to play a different character. Just make up a monster in their bikini in this competition. So, I'm going to put you all on the spot to come up with that in just a second. But first, we're going to go to team one, which is Kimmy and Lily. And the two of you uh, maybe do a walk-in together, or do you walk in from both sides, meet in the middle? Oh, it's a it's obviously a choreographed step in from each side together on on step, you know, and then we turn and we start walking together. Oh, exactly. Yeah. And we, oh, we probably do a little like crisscross halfway down. So like maybe I'm on the left side and then like halfway we cross and pose and then continue on the opposite sides. And then we do the little loop at the end. Yes. Mm -hmm. Dramatic. I love it. Yeah. All right. I would like to know the amount of jiggle and the bikini, please. Okay, so I like, little, do a little booty smack for the jiggle. Yeah, so Kimmy is maximum jiggle. Um, 
you know, life as a jello jiggler gives you that sort of that privilege. Uh, <laughs> but uh, Kimmy's wearing uh, just a very classy, uh, <laughs> a very classy like triangle top uh, and tight bottom bikini. Uh, it's it's pink and sparkly, and then uh, also has the pink sparkly cowboy hat on. Still rocking the cowboy hat. Okay. Yes. And um, as as we've been walking down the catwalk, Kimmy's been like subtly bumping up her assets, like just adding a little bit more volume with every step. <laughs> wow. Yeah. So that by the time uh, by the time we get back to the end of the stage and like go back behind, she's like like mostly chick. <laughs> okay, there's a crowd of monsters that is like tossing ones at the stage, like, yeah, we love slap girls! <laughs> okay, Lily, what are you wearing? My little triangle baby pink bikini with black trim and little black bats and black strip. Y'all match. Well, y'all match. It's cute. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Okay, do you have a special move on the runway or like maybe a little spin at the end? A, li a little spin and then just like posing with the hand popped on the hip, hip, a little hair flip. Okay, you see there's a couple people in the crowd giving you hard eyes, but um, maybe way back, sort of not even looking like he's watching the competition, you see Professor Ayard, who's just like jaw on the floor. Okay. Oh. Oh, a kiss at him. Oh, cute. <laughs> okay, my other three participants. Do you want to tell me about what kind of monster you are? Um, um sure. I'd be a troll. A troll. Yes. Okay. Tell us about the bikini. Uh, the bikini is uh, it's a tiny sling one. You know, just micro sling. Um. And the troll is like, you know, like six feet tall, uh, massive feet, you know? <laughs> okay. Are they wearing shoes? Like little maybe flip-flops or some cute sandals? Um, yeah, I'm gonna go with like a, like a strappy sandal kind of thing. Okay, cool. <laughs> Very ancient goddess vibes? No. <laughs> Do you have a runway move? Um, I'm gonna go up and... I have like a riddle. I don't have one ready myself, but I'm asking that riddle around and it's a really hard one, you know? And I'm trying to like brain tease people with it a bit, you know? Like, ah, oh, you don't know the riddle. Mm, okay. <laughs> I don't know how that's hitting at a bikini competition. People are like, hmm, puzzling. <laughs> okay, what about our other characters? <laughs> uh, I'm going to be a vampire. Um, wandering up in a like old school Barbie bikini with like you know the black and white stripes and all that. She's got thigh high boots, and she is just constantly like slathering on sunscreen while she's like posing <laughs> up and get taking the stage. But she's like trying to put it into like an oil show. Ooh, very <laughs> sexy, greasing up. People in the crowd are like, "Slather some on me, yeah." <laughs> She grabs the bottle and just like squirts it out to the crowd. Wow, they love it. 
Okay, and our final bikini participant. Um, I'm gonna be like a Frankenstein monsters type girl. And as I walk up the runway or whatever, my arm falls off and I like pick it up and I start waving at the crowd <laughs> with it. First, everyone is like shocked and then they're like, oh, <laughs> do we laugh? <laughs> is this part of it? You take it there aren't many undead like this underwater. Things rot in the ocean. Um, what was the bikini? Did you tell us? Oh, no. Uh, it's like made, it's like a, it's made of like three different bikinis like put together. So like one side is one thing and then the other side is from a different bikini, obviously. And then the bottoms are like two bikinis put together. <laughs> Perfect. I love it. Okay, so obviously the crowd winner is the two pink bikinis with the perfectly coordinated runway step and the slime, which just does not stop. <laughs> so the crowd goes wild for y'all and they're like, Lillian Kimmy, Lillian Kimmy, encore, encore. They're trying to get you to come back out to do another little performance. Trust me on this one and I'll grab I'll grab Violet, Lily, and uh, like we'll slide back out there. Like I'm half cube, half people shaped, <laughs> like a little jet, like a little jet ski of goo. Ooh, and Lily's like, yeah, yeah, right in. <laughs> Driving this little goo jet ski. You want to kiss for the crowd? Yeah, and then like the. My head will turn around a full 180 for a kiss. Okay, you're kissing on the slime jet ski. The crowd is loving it. <laughs> is it scary? Is it sexy? We don't know. We love it. <laughs> wow, I got to be a jet ski Okay, so while all of this is happening and Chaz and Bender are chilling in the crowd, we have Evelyn and Ishtal who went over to the weightlifting competition. Um, so you walk up and it's, this one's sort of informal. There's like a big boulder and like a big, maybe 10 foot log that people are chucking. And there's like a big, there's like a little squat rack and people are like counting the amount that they can do. Okay. You and Ishtar walk up and somebody says to the both of you, hey, you competing? Um, does my werewolf strength, like, would it be enough to compete with these guys? You take a look at the person who's just talked to you. It's like a giant um, sort of like stone construct. And um, it's maybe seven, eight feet tall. And it looks like it could throw you over its shoulder. Okay. You, um, I suppose you sort of get to decide how strong your werewolf strength is. Okay. Um. Do it, do it. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'm gonna try. <laughs> okay. Ishtal sort of like sits on the bench and he's over here like cheering you on for this one. So which of the competitions did you want to go for? The stone, the log, the weights? Um, jeez. Let's do the log. 
Okay, there's like a sort of lumberjack kind of person with a little blue pig next to him. He's wearing like a little red checkered shirt. Uh, you see him hurling this log. He gets it maybe 10, 15 feet. <laughs> he turns around and is like, yes, any challengers, I dare you to beat me. <laughs> okay, uh, should I change it to my werewolf form? Or am I strong either way? Ishtal is like holding your hand and he says, Hey, are you gonna, you know, shift? I can take you back. Um, okay, I'm gonna do it. So I hand him my bag and then I go to shift. Okay, he's holding on to it. What does it look like when you transform? Um, it starts off like kind of like a shimmer. And like it looks like I'm shaking kind of or whatever and then like hair starts growing and I get like a foot taller and my bikini expands with me. <laughs> okay, what's the fit? What's the bikini? Um, it's the bone one. The black with the bone thingy toggles. Yeah. Two. Okay. Your little bone clasp is straining as you grow, but it maintains its hold. So, you go to throw the log. Give us a fight roll. Fight. Let's fight. There we go. 21. 21. Okay, you clear this guy by six whole feet, and it is obvious that you have just demolished this rock golem. And they're like so embarrassed. I'm like, oh man, another year I'm not gonna be the champion. I have to train harder. Train harder. <laughs> Sorry, what's that? said you either got it or you don't. <laughs> they look pretty sullen about losing. They come over and give you a little handshake. Hey, nice work. Yeah. I grab their hand and I'm like, yeah, good job, buddy. Good job. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Didn't realize you were so wild. It was a quite a performance. Yeah, well, I, I like to train a little, so. Yeah, I can see that. You have to give me your workout routine. Yeah, okay. Alright, cool. So, the three of you maybe go grab a drink after this competition and you can tell them all about your creatine powders you drink or don't. <laughs> yeah, my pre-workout. Yeah. Okay, so all of you are sort of chilling on the beach after your competitions. You're all drinking a couple beers. Uh, it's like maybe four or five in the afternoon, so it's like Corona with a lime time. Um... You see a few things happening. There is. It looks like over at the castle, there's like a little procession starting. And you remember Wade telling you that there was a wedding rehearsal that you all could attend this afternoon. It wasn't required since you're not in the actual party. You can go, there'll be food, there'll be some music, you know, maybe some people to talk to. There is also, um, you see on the side of the beach, there are a bunch of people maybe running out of the water, some people yelling. There's like some inky black stuff on the top of the water. I'm not sure what that's about. And then you turn the other way and you see that um, there's a line of cultic, like long velvet robes. And they're walking over towards the water. There's maybe 15 or 20 of them. Mm.
Which one do you need? It's so much happening. <laughs> Wrestling? Mm. What are you talking about, Kimmy? <laughs> there is a wrestling competition. There is also a wrestling competition, yes. You oh, okay. see all these competitions on the beach, too. If y'all want to go and do that, you're absolutely welcome to. I mean, I'm going to have to create that. Alright, do the rest of you want to go check out the wrestling competition? Sure. Yeah. yeah sounds okay. good. Kimmy, you probably know a few things from your brother. People have never seen a slime fight before. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. No, I also wrestled too when I was like a little goo drop. But <laughs> I, I kind of grew out of it, you know. It's whatever. Okay, cool. So you all go over to the wrestling competition. This is, you are used to the auditorium at school, which is like a big Greek amphitheater sort of building. It's really impressive and you walk in and there's all these places for fans to sit and everything but this looks like sort of a very amateur wrestling link they're just on the sand in the beach there's no markings or anything there's just a circle of people around yelling and sort of exchanging money and stuff mm -hmm. uh is does somebody look like they're in charge or like directing things there's somebody who is exchanging fistfuls of money the most for sure all right i want to walk up to them and be like how much do I get when I win? Okay. You walk up and you get a little closer and you see sort of like a, a dragon almost. Like a long dragon that's like a snake um, standing up on its back legs. And it's got four arms and each of them is full of money. And then they've got uh, on the floor in front of them like a little clipboard and one of their feet's riding on it. What did you ask them? I'm sorry, I forgot. Oh, uh... <laughs> How much do I get when I win? All bets pay out two to four tonight. Two to four. Okay. Okay, okay. Next people in the ring. Next people in the ring. I'm taking two to four. Two to four, everybody. <laughs> Five on the slime, please. Five. Smallest bet I've ever seen. Fine. Hand it over. Hand it over. <laughs> <laughs> I want to bet on Kimmy. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. What are you betting? What are you betting? hundred dollars. <laughs> a hundred. All right. Nice choice. Nice choice. <laughs> they uh, hand you one of the, like, sort of a slide from the back to grab the money. I also got a hundred on Kimmy. Nice. Nice. Now we're talking. Let's get the slime in the ring. Slime in the ring. Hell yeah. Same. All right. I'll, I'm going to slide out there and then pop up into my humanoid form. Mostly jiggle. I gotta say, I love visitors. I love visitors. Anybody? Money on the slime. Money on the slime. Who's gonna fight her? Who's gonna fight her? Everyone looks pretty intimidated by you, Kimmy. Um, you does sure? anyone from the party want to fight? Do a little sand wrestling? Or <laughs> should we have an NPC come and do it? Sure, better will wrestle. Ooh, okay, squaring down in the ring. So the two of you stand in the middle and uh, the, the um, dragon is still taking bets and yelling numbers and just very loud over in the corner. And the two of you sort of circle around each other. And the dragon is like, all right, all right, uh, no rules, uh, tap out and uh, 
30 seconds. You ready? <laughs> Jesus Christ. All right, Bender. Oh, we're the wrestling Kimmy Oda. <laughs> Look, just, just because you might break doesn't mean I'm going to go easy. <laughs> That's fair enough. Just don't digest me too much. All right, I bet you we like a clean fight, except for the sand everywhere. Sandy fight, everybody. Come on, let's go. <laughs> All right, so as, as we start, um, I'm going to suck in some of my boob goo and like use it to inflate my arm muscles. And I want to jump at Bender. Okay, Bender, what's your starting reaction to that? Um... I'm going to, like, try to catch and, like, attempt to grapple and slam. Okay. Compo er, opposing fight rolls, everybody. Ooh, Kimmy. Nailed that one with a 30. It was a solid defense. It almost looked like Bender was going to flip Kimmy. But then Kimmy surges forward with another bit of slime. <laughs> Uh, as I as I land on on uh, Bender, I'm gonna like kind of squish around and um, leave my bikini top over <laughs> Bender's eyes and reform behind them and put them into a, a grapple from behind. Okay, Bender, you are blindsided. Bikini on your face. What do you do? Just gonna immediately like be going bed room mode like oh no I can't see oh my <laughs> just like limbs backwards I'm gonna okay. like be struggling like a little bit it's the perfect setup Kimmy what do you do <laughs> um I <laughs> I'm gonna fall backwards with Bender and um at the moment of impact split down the middle and roll out to the side so Bender hits the, hits the <laughs> sand and not me Oof, cruel. Okay, Bender, <laughs> what happens? I'm gonna go slam. I'm gonna, like, try not to, like, go too hard, though, and, like, crack my spine. Okay, you land on the sand, and it's pretty soft, so no injuries, thankfully. But, uh, you have clearly lost this round to Kimmy, who is standing with the giant, uh, slime arm again. Yep. No bikini top, though. Ooh, okay. Um, the dragon looks very pleased with this outcome and is throwing money everywhere. There's a lot of money coming back to everybody. Chasworthy hands are your $15. Just rain it on me. <laughs> I've been against myself. <laughs> it worked out in your favor. Okay, as the money is raining from the dragon, uh, is there another challenger to the reigning Kimmy? No? No other challengers? <laughs> Alright, you see coming on from the side, the giant stone construct who had just been defeated. He is looking sullen and angry and ready for a fight. I'll fight the slime! Let's go. <laughs> There's like a dramatic collective because he's like uh, maybe two, three times your size. Yeah, some, um, some of the bicep goo became tricep goo. <laughs> <laughs> he walks into the ring and um, they say, all right, are you ready? 
No. Yes. Are you backing down? No. Are you intimidated by this rock? No. All right, let's do this. All right, what's your intro music for the wrestling thing we plays? Man eater. <laughs> okay, I love it. Um, your stone opponent doesn't have uh, a song that they play. They just run at you from across the beach and it goes Alright, and they leap over the edge of the group of people and slam into the ring. Let's fight. I could have picked a better song. Now it feels silly. Man-eater, like, you're a stone person, so you just did that cool leap. Okay, give us a fight roll. Our stone construct only rolled an 18. A 27! <laughs> okay, he uh, comes at you with the first punch, a left hook that's maybe meant to distract. You notice immediately, and you, you see his right hook coming at you from below. What do you do? Oh, obviously, I slip and slide like a little fluid person and then grab that leg and uh, let it soak into me a bit and form around it and use the momentum to push them off that. Okay, they are totally thrown. They weren't expecting that at all. Their head's not in the game. They're all stressed out from losing earlier. <laughs> and you pull just a little bit on the leg and they were completely off balance and fall backwards. And the ring has to disperse a little bit as he falls because he was so tall. Now I'm gonna like run and try and like jump and land on his head in such a way that maybe I could like pin him. He sees you, topless slime monster, flying at him and he does not resist. <laughs> he lays down and lets the slime hit him. Okay, I land full butt bomb right on his face. Just big old gooped up cheeks. <laughs> if a stone construct could blush, it's happening. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I'll I'll wiggle my hips into the sand as if I, you know, think I'm winning this by my own sheer strength. Stone Golem is like, oh, but I'm not defeated yet. I'm not tapping out. <laughs> All right, I'll uh, I'll roll into a ball and pop up over his stomach and like hook a leg and try and pin him. Okay, let's do one more opposing fight roll. Oh, evenly matched. Perfectly evenly matched. The two of you sort of spin in a eternal wrestling tangle. Uh, there's a lot of like oil. Maybe you lose another piece of clothing, your cowboy hat flies off. I don't know how you kicked out at two, but here we go again. Okay, he kicks up and tries to stand up, uh, sort of holding on to you and uh, use the momentum to push you back down into the sand. Let's do one last opposing fight roll. Oh, 
oh no, the, the momentum of the stone golem was enough and they sort of slam you down into the ground and you get sand all over your back. It's very itchy. <laughs> I think at this point I'm just like kind of crusted and <laughs> I've been thoroughly like breaded, so to speak. <laughs> <laughs> and it's, it's definitely affecting my my ability to react. And so I, I guess I get smooshed. Okay, the stone golem stands up and says, Do you tap out? Uh, yes. I need yes! water. <laughs> uh, like Casalomati. <laughs> okay, so Kimmy, you have unfortunately been defeated by your second opponent in the wrestling ring. It was tough. It was tough. You know, I did my best, Bender. I'm sorry. Uh, you know, I had to make it look like like we didn't know each other, so there wasn't like upset people about like you know manipulation or anything like that, you know? I hope you understand. Oh, you're good. You whipped my ass. It was very hot. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks. Well, alright. What's next? <laughs> okay. Y'all are sitting on the beach and you see the rest of the competitions and the sports games still going on. And you look over and there's people running from the oil slick on the water on one side. And on the other side, you have cultists sort of walking towards the water. And then back at the castle, you have the wedding rehearsal, which is starting soon. I have a question because some of us were here the last time. Um, yeah. Did that happen before? Like, do we did we see the stuff on the beach last time? Hmm. Or is it like... Time is wiggly, but this is definitely after. So yes, I think so. I'd assumed time would be wiggly for things yeah. like that. Mm -hmm. So some of you have been to the sort of ruined castle on the side, um, which is called what's it? Uh, the Malvinas Temple. And um, you maybe don't know exactly how that story has resolved yet, but it is finished, and we are a little bit later in the day. Mm. Okay. So you know that there is a presence of necromancy on the island. Maybe we can go check out what that um, black stuff in the water is. Black stuff in the water? What are you talking about? There's people uh, running from something in the water. I can't see what. <laughs> Okay, you all take a closer look. And it seems to be like um, sort of a, a humanoid piece of oil. People get closer or maybe come over and try and like poke it with the stick and it rears up and stands up sort of like Kimmy turning into a human and then back into the puddle of oil. When it stands up, you can see it's got like a really scary face. It's got like a big mouth with like a lot of teeth and it's got like a really long tongue that comes out and like, like venom at people. Mm. You saw something spooky and ghostly like this before. Could that be a message? Looks like a more violent one. Yeah, the thing you all saw last time was a hologram over the water. This looks a little different. This looks very physical. Yeah, that's... I don't know. 
maybe we can go try talking to him. I don't mean. Let's see if maybe he wants to join Monsters U. <laughs> is it just like popping up or is it like attacking anyone? It's just sort of popping up and it looks almost to be like staying around one area. Yeah, let's go talk to it. Harmless but spooky. Let's do it. Gotta find a boat. It is maybe 20 feet out, so you would have to be swimming, but you could probably go out there. Oh, swimming out there. Ooh, 20 feet. All right, let's do it. How long do you hold your shape in water? Is that, that's a non-issue, right? It's, it, no, I, I, so I hold my shape. I just become a lot more, like, wobbly. Like, a lot less defined shapes. <laughs> Very amorphous. <laughs> yeah. Less, less cube and more, like, rounded edges. Lab. Okay. Evelyn, are you still in wolf form? Uh, no. I, like, powered down or whatever when we went to go get a drink with the rock thing. Okay. So you are chilling in regular human form at this point. Yeah. Um, and everybody sort of wades out. Uh, how many of you swim out deep to go and speak to this creature? I go. Mm-hmm. Yeah, full party? Okay, cool. So the creature is sort of, um, you can see like maybe just two eyeballs on the top of the water on the oil slick, scooting back and forth on the waves. Hey, cousin. It pops its head out of the water and it does its like big scary mouth open. It sticks its tongue out at you. <laughs> Yeah, I don't. I don't think you want to do that with me. But um, what's going on? What are you doing out here? Aren't you afraid? Run away! <laughs> no, it's honestly kind of it's like weird. Do you want to like sit with us? No, no one can come near me. I mean, we're near you, so she's got a point. <laughs> yes, but he looks a little bit flustered. But it's dangerous. Don't come closer. <laughs> <laughs> you do the scary noise back at it, Bender, and it's like. <gasps> <laughs> Wait, are you trying to scare me? That's my job. You know we're all monsters, right? Yeah, it's kind of our thing. We're from Monsters University. You thought about your education. Left <laughs> <laughs> here, not so. <gasps> Oh, you're dead. You're new at being spooky. See, the school's perfect for you. <laughs> this creature is just like a school with creatures. But no, I have a duty. I must stay here. I'm defending the inhabitants of Castle Namazi. From out of here? Yes. Don't you know there are many dangers that lurk in the deep, and I am protecting them from one, one too dangerous to even speak of. What about all the dangers on the island? <laughs> okay, that's cool. You mentioned Look, I don't want to do your job. <laughs> you mentioned an incident. Uh, 
Which one do you mean? Do you mean one like 27 years ago? 200 years ago? What, what are you talking about? It sort of like stiffens up and stands a little further off the water. How did you know? <laughs> uh, we've been doing a little uh, digging in the history around here, you know? Um, found out a couple of things. Yes, well, it was 27 years ago, and he like, kind of stands up a little further out of the water and clearly starts on a soliloquy, has the like, dramatic hand and everything. Um, he's like, 27 years ago, the Ten Years' War had ended, but the, the dangers of the war were not over. You see, there was much necromancy uh, that helped us win this war, but created dangerous after-effects and other problems to solve. You see, it created me. But you're a protector. Yes, well, I wasn't always like this, was I? Once I was a normal merman, like everyone else, and now I am this. Sort of like slops off some oily substance off of it. The mantle is difficult to bear, I admit. But nobody else can go close to the stuff. Only I am unaffected, for I am already changed. Mm. What's the stuff? Exactly what I'm supposed to be protecting you from. Don't ask questions, it's dangerous. I, I can't tell you anymore. How will we know to run away from you? That's what I'm here for. What? I didn't know what the stuff. What if I come across some stuff and I don't know it's dangerous? Damn. Oh, you will know Wade, right? I saw him talking over there with you. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, we know Wade, don't we, chat? <laughs> You are, you are unchanged. Maybe I just didn't have enough. I don't know. But uh, you're covered in crude oil, and uh, that would probably explain the barrel. Yes, well, it's full of necromantic energy. It's evil. You can't touch it. It's too sticky. <laughs> We can get some Dawn soap, it'll wash right off. I saw the commercials. Yeah. <laughs> I, I knew you'd know about this vendor, yeah. You can help me. Dawn soap. Yes, I think we can cure you of this affliction if you come with us, perhaps. Yes, but what if, what if the barrel under here? Someone might run across it, an innocent child touched and transformed forever, like myself. Can we take it with us? We don't have to leave it behind. I suppose. How are we going to retrieve it? I don't know. I float. <laughs> All right. Uh, <laughs> um, hmm. You know who I doesn't think... float? Ishtal. <laughs> yeah, Ishtal doesn't float, or I could try to swim down and carry it out. You know how to swim? Yeah. I could doggy paddle. Wow. <laughs> that joke has cleansed my soul. Alright. Okay, Evelyn, what are you gonna do about this? You see Ishtal over on the beach with like a little umbrella. 
Um, I'm gonna try to swim down first and see if I can get it. Okay. You can use fight or flight if you want to use like a, a fancy breaststroke or something. Okay, let's the surface. I don't know. Let's try flight. Ah, oh, thirteen. Underwater doggy stroke. Thirteen. So you can get down and touch it, and you see on the side of it, it's got like a skull and crossbones in like sort of black emblazoned on it. It's like a deep blue um, canister of stuff. And you see there's like a little piece leaking, like a little trail of grayish black coming out. But it's too heavy for you to pick up alone. Okay, um, so I swim back to the surface and I uh, try to wave down Ishtal to join me. He is of course watching your every move and he says, yes, do you need me? <laughs> yes. Um, when he comes over, I tell him that we're trying to get this, um, what is it? What's it called? Uh, the barrel? Barrel. There you go. I was going to say tub. I was like, tub is the wrong word. Okay, uh, we try to get this barrel out or whatever, so he swims down with me. Okay. Ishtal, um, did not bring his floaties, so as he sort of comes out towards you, he's like seven feet deep, his, like, neck above the water, like, yes, you need me to come all the way out there. I'm under the water. Okay, I'll meet you down there. And so we don't have to worry about breathing, right? Because we still have the breathing scale thing? Okay. You just pop your little necklace and it um, covers you with like a little shower of bubbles and um, you breathe normally. Okay. So, two of you go down to the barrel. What is your plan to get it up out of the water? Um, for me to get on one side and him to get on the other side and both of us just pull up and try to carry it out. Okay. Give me one more roll. Okay. I will roll for Ishtal. Uh, 19. Okay. The two of you together, easy peasy. You pick up this barrel and Ishtal sort of pushes it above his head and then walks closer and holds it above him the whole way. You can see on the surface a little slimy black trail and um, Puddle walks over and picks it all up and says, no, mustn't let any of it go. Mustn't put anyone else in danger. Ishtal is now standing on the side of the water with this barrel in his arms. Um, I think he can put it down on the beach, right? Or is it gonna leak everywhere? He sets it down on the beach. <laughs> he puts the part with the little hole up, so not leaking. Okay. Um, when I when I tasted the oil earlier, was it hard for me to break it down? Is that something I could attempt to do? You could attempt for sure. Um, I don't know if it was very difficult, but a lot of it might be an issue just because you know you're a solution and you don't want to dilute yourself. You could give it a go, though. That would be probably a fight or flight roll. I'll give it, I'll give it a shot. Unless you're really trying to flirt with this oil. All right. All right. Yeah, you're right. I'm trying to flirt with this oil. All right. So uh, roll back onto the beach. I'll uh, slide on over to... Uh, there was a little lazy chair there with a coconut and a crazy straw coming out of it. So I'll grab the crazy straw, pop it in the top of the the barrel gets sucking okay you suck it up 
Um, you could give me a fight or a flight role here. You could either use your sort of body to partition it and dissolve some of it later, and that would be your flight role, or you can try and take all of it now. As you said, I'm a solution. Ratio is always going to be the same. Here we go. 23. You drink this oil barrel down, and uh, when it finishes, you like put a little hand in there to make sure you clean out the bottom of the barrel. Uh, and you suck it all up, no problem. You can see it's sort of dissolving into particulates inside of your slime. All right, I got I got like a little little belly of oil right now. <laughs> still, still very uh, bouncy, jiggly. And I'm like, okay, uh, Puddle, we can like get you cleaned up. Or I can, you know, lick it off. <laughs> Puddle steps out of the ocean, sort of like a perpetual drip on the sides of his like oily black body. I haven't stepped out of the water in 27 years. <laughs> It'll feel <Yes>. nice. <laughs> my legs are almost falls. Oh, it is the sand on my feet. Can you, you can you clean it off me? I'll uh, start at his head and work my way down. Mm -hmm. Okay. Uh, you see underneath a sort of merman, but changed a little. You see some pieces of him are almost rotten away, or like little barnacles are stuck to him. You've never really seen a merman like this. It does look like he's absorbed a little weird, evil energy, but the oil comes clean off, and he's like, oh, as you're cleaning it. I got like a little scrubby, scrubbing bubbles mouth. <laughs> I didn't know anyone could do that. Help hold him up so he doesn't fall over since yeah. he's all weak leg. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Hey. I didn't even realize. The time got away from us, friends. It's time for our little five minute break. We will be back in five. Uh, after having solved our little oily friend's problem. Hello, and welcome back, monsters. We were having some tech issues before game, so I realized that we forgot to do our evil lab. So, we're going to start off part two with the evil lab. <laughs> all right now we're in the red side of the so you all had just uh licked clean the oil monster on the beach who turns out to be a slightly undead merman he is eternally grateful for your service and uh he runs off to the castle to go explore human amenities and how they've changed in the last 27 years. <laughs> okay, bye. <laughs> bye. I'll remember you forever. <laughs> <laughs> Kimmy, how are you feeling with all that oil? Uh, Kimmy is uh, visibly bloated a bit. <laughs> um, you know, the Curves are curvier, the uh, jiggles are jigglier, <laughs> and her green is now a little black, and uh, it's it's uh, it's manifesting a bit in some like black streaks in her goop hair, 
Mm. And uh, some really heavy eyeliner and black. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> yeah, I feel fine. Totally normal. <laughs> you know what's not normal? Prison industrial complex. <laughs> it's not. It's not normal. <laughs> I just think something should be done about it. <laughs> Slavery is still real. Still happens today. Well, that's, that's pretty woke stuff. <laughs> yeah, I guess it is. <laughs> anyway, go I gotta say, Kimmy, you look real cool. Oh, thanks, <laughs> <laughs> thanks. You know, this, this is my every this is my everyday look. Uh, nothing, nothing special about it. <laughs> uh, whatever. <laughs> okay friends so do you want to check out another competition chill and get some drinks on the beach do you have other missions you see um there's like a line of cultists they have made it to the beach now and um they walk up to like a little rock on the beach and they strip off their black robe and you can see now that you know, they had a big hood over their themselves but now they have like a red velvet bandana over their eyes and they're doing some sort of prayer. And you also see uh, over at the castle, it looks like the wedding reception is getting started. People are starting to file inside into the big ballroom. What's going on with these folks? I don't know, some kind of cultist flash mob things. Looks like it's getting kind of kinky though. Let's check it out. Ugh. Flash mob? You could not catch me dead in a flash mob. <laughs> but I will go over there because I'm morbidly curious. I wanna I wanna see the cultists. Okay, you walk a little closer and the area of the beach that they're on is like really deserted. Uh, you see the person who has stripped off their robes and is standing on the rock is like a extremely thin woman who's like maybe six seven feet tall like a little bit taller than everybody else and she's got like a blue to purple scale on her mermaid scales and um she's doing a, a little sermon do you walk close enough to hear it or are you just looking at the cultist from afar bobby mosey on up yeah okay okay yeah. wait a minute am i just leaving this oil barrel here <laughs> <laughs> Or should we dispose of it or something? It's just an empty barrel. Maybe somebody will find a use for it. Oh, it is empty because you took all the thing out. Okay, never mind. Yeah, yeah. I drank this <laughs> one. Okay. Maybe someone's like, I don't know, bed nightstand now. It's furniture. <laughs> someone's going to reclaim it. Yeah, okay. Okay, so you walk over to the cultists and you see um, the priestess who's standing up on the rock. She is preaching about a lifestyle of hedonism, and then she, in the next sentence, preaches about like, a lifestyle of asceticism. She talks about stimulation and pleasure, and then she talks about denial and uh, the equal pleasure of anticipation. And um, she's yelling, she sort of reaches a fever pitch, and she says, 
It's time for the ecstatic ritual to begin. All who wish to join, come closer. Come, friends, join the flock. She's like looking sort of directly at you. There's no one else on the beach. Oh yeah, I'm going right in. <laughs> I'm not letting Lily go in by herself. Yeah, this would just, you know, like part yeah. of the stay. Here we go. <laughs> okay, you all walk closer. It's like in Hawaii when they teach you to like luau dance or something on the little island. Like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> and just like the little lay that they put on you, um, yeah. some of the priests and priestesses come over and put a little black and red robe over you, and they offer you the red um, sash. It's like a little velvet piece of fabric. And as you see, the priestess is the only one who isn't wearing one. Everyone else, even the people who handed you the robes, are handing you uh, with their eyes blinded with this piece of red velvet. How are we supposed to follow along if we can't see what we're doing? <laughs> the priestess finishes with the last bit of her sermon, and she sort of walks over to you and she says, Hello, I'm Priestess Valencia. How can I help you? Are you joining us for the ritual? Ooh, what does the ritual entail? Well, the ritual entails quite a bit. As you can see, we do a bit of sensory deprivation, and then later we move to the sensory overload. Sounds like a blast to me. Okay, now I'm catching. Yes, yes, now you understand. Well, everyone, you say something? That's all I need. Yes, yes. Well, she stands back up on her rock and says, Please put on your blindfolds, surrender your eyes to the goddess, put on your headphones, and everybody passes out a little like red set of headphones. And cover your ears, experience the smell, the taste, the salt air, the sand on your feet, feel it. Mm. You all put on your little headphones and they're really noise canceling. So I want each of you to think about something that you're experiencing on this beach with taste, with smell, with touch. Your eyes and your ears are gone in this moment. All you can see is like the slight glow of red through the blindfold. Chaz is gonna put his headphones on and then uh, take a swig out of his um, like an IPA he's got going on. Got really like taste those flavors in there, a little orange kind of everything. Mm. Okay, you do like a little Zen meditation on the flavors and breaking down the pieces of this beer that you're enjoying. Give me step better like oh, oh, sorry. Go ahead. <laughs> Um, can I just like pop an eye out under the blindfold and like peek? <laughs> Absolutely. What are you looking at? Just kind of looking around, observing, seeing if uh, there's anything going on or if everyone really is just deprived. Okay. You look around and all of the cultists are just absolutely enraptured. Some of them are wiggling their feet in the sand, some of them are touching their own bodies, some of them are touching each other. Uh, they're all wearing this sort of like red velvet little bodysuit lingerie and like thigh-high fishnet stockings underneath their robes. You see them peeling them off, you see them enjoying the sand. Um, you see the high priestess, the Hierophant, standing on the rock and observing everybody. And she doesn't look to be doing anything untoward. Okay, Kimmy, 
What are you up to? Yeah. Oh, uh, the the air against uh, Kimmy's ever drying, sticky skin. Okay, you close your eyes and ears, and you experience the the full force of this like beachside wind that is going on. There's not a lot of it. You're inside of a little bubble underwater, right? But there is a breeze, and it's taking a little of your moisture away. You feel it maybe putting a little solid on your sides. How about Evelyn? Um, I'm smelling with my werewolf senses. Um, I feel like I could smell everything from like the water to the sand to the sunscreen on people. Yeah. Is there any one of those smells that sort of catches that you tend to focus on or pick up? Um maybe the like the slight breeze, like the ocean smell, like the saltiness and stuff. Okay. So you are sitting there sniffing the ocean breeze. You can smell the like brine, the kelp, the like little sea creatures and they're enjoying themselves. Uh, maybe you can even tell what fish are around. Your nose is very sensitive. Willie, what are you focusing on? Um, the feeling of like sunshine and the wind and a little bit of like the salt in the air of the earth, like tasting that. I love it. You are letting the sunshine touch your skin and it's touching a lot of your skin because you're wearing a very small bikini. So you feel the rays uh, all over your body, warming you, tanning you, sun damaging you. <laughs> okay, so the Hierophant stands up on her rock again after two or three minutes of this silent contemplation. You hear like rustling of velvet, you hear the people enjoying themselves. She says, <clears throat> it is time. The ecstatic ritual begins. Will you devote yourself just for the night? Become a hierophant yourself, a priestess of the goddess Demeter. Join as we perform the ritual. I cannot tell you much more as part of the ritual is its mystery. You must be brave enough to step forth even without your senses. Demeter will keep you safe. I will keep you safe. But you must devote yourself fully to the experience. So, what say you, new comrades? Join us. We can take you to lower lows than you've ever seen before and raise you greater to the highest heights you've ever felt of sensation. She's like kind of Leaning into this speech, tells you all about the like feelings and the not feeling and the deprivation and the intensity. Mm. How are you all feeling about this? We could we could skip the wedding thing, right? I mean, we don't have to be there. <laughs> no, I mean it's just a rehearsal thing, you know. <laughs> We're gonna see the real performance tomorrow it'll be it'll be fine i'm sure they'll do it right the first time thanks to the practice they're gonna get tonight from us not bothering them i say we let's do it <laughs> lily 
do it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Could, wait, we had noise canceling headphones on. Could we hear them? <laughs> Don't think about that. <laughs> she has uh, come over and touched each one of her flock to tell you that it's time. <laughs> We'll just, yeah, we'll just go to the real wedding tomorrow. We don't, yeah, we don't need to be there for practice. Okay, so you all want to do the, the cult ritual? Okay, cool. The priestess leads you over, and you see you're walking sort of towards the castle. Everyone is trailing their robes behind them, mostly naked, in this like little velvet bodysuit walking through downtown. See some of them strap little strappy high heels on, some of them slip on flats once you get out of the sand, and they all walk towards the third temple. Um, there is a temple, the old temple that's like crumbling into the sea. That's the temple Malvina. And then um, there's the Namatsi castle in the middle. That's where the wedding stuff is happening. But you are headed towards the new building, which is sort of like Roman columns with like two entrances, one on the left and one on the right. And they both have these like deep red corridors that lead into a seemingly dark hallway. And you walk up to the temple and uh, the high priest steps up and she says, I'm so glad that you all have chosen to join us tonight. I am the Hierophant Valencia, high priestess of Demeter. And I will be your guide through her dangerous travel. Are you all prepared to take the plunge? To offer me your senses in exchange for sensation? <laughs> You're here. <laughs> yes, yes. Hell yeah. The ecstatic Absolutely. ritual. The ecstatic ritual of mystery begins. Um, so you all head into the right hand door following the priestess. And right inside, there are two attendants. And each of them hands you a few things. One of them is like a little leather strap, like a red ball in the middle. One of them is another red um, blindfold. This one is a little bit bigger, and it goes on top of the other one to make sure no light gets through. And then each of them hands you a little cup. It looks like a little um, a gourd or something that has been carved out. And on the inside is this like deep herbal drink. It smells really intense. And you see um, the other cultists have sort of walked in and accepted all of these gifts. And they all sit down and wait for instruction. Ooh, I could really use a cleanse. Uh, this, this is gonna be nice. I hold up the leather strap with the ball. I'm like, is this a ball gag? <laughs> this is the instrument of stopping your mouth. The cult of Demeter demands a few sacrifices, and the first of which is nothing comes out. Yes, mommy. <laughs> is the music playing for you guys? Oh, there it is. Okay. No. Um. So she hands you all of your items, and she says, now, the first, the dromina, things enacted, you will enact upon yourself a pledge of silence, briefly, put in your gag. 
you will enact upon yourself a pledge of sightlessness. Put on your two blindfolds. Offer your senses to the goddess, and she will give it back. Now, <laughs> friends, you must take your cup, and you must not spill it. And when you get to the end of the hallway, remove your gag and drink it. And the goddess Demetra will bring you the Are you all prepared? Yes. She sort of turns around and says, enter the hallways of Demeter. You see a dark red painted area. Well, you don't see anything, but the hallways are dark red painted even deeper. And before you put on the blindfold, there was nothing. It's just blackness, not a single light. best. Okay. So, you all start to walk down the hallway. You're together, but you're alone. And as you continue to walk, you have to rely on your other senses. Your hearing, your taste, your smell, your feeling, putting your feet out in front of you to see that you're not going to run into anything. So I'm going to have everybody make a little fight or flight roll. You can either use physical or mental stats to get through this. Physical. All Day. Oh God. <laughs> okay, so Lily, you rolled a 25 in flight. So tell me what your strategy is for getting down this completely dark hallway. You have no idea what's coming for you. Walking ex extremely slowly and <clears throat> not focusing on don't drop it, just focusing on keep it steady like that way I'm not putting a positive in my head but walking really slowly and just like keep steady. steady. okay you walk slowly quickly you lose track of the people to your left and to your right you focus on the little cup in your hands and each little shuffle of your feet and suddenly you're going down a slope and you're going up a slope and then it sort of narrows and you have to crouch and duck um, you make it through into the next area by the end of it, you're sort of almost crawling with your cup. It's tight, it's dark, it's scary, and you can't say anything, even if you were hurt, you couldn't scream right now. Your heart is pounding, but you make it through safe. You don't run into any obstacles. We have Bender with a 20. You rolled fight. So how are you trying to physically get your way through this? I'm gonna like hug the cup to my chest and just like pull limbs inward and just like huddle down. Okay, you huddle down and uh, you sort of shuffle into the hallway and um, you, your body sort of is modular. You're used to having to like keep track of things that you can't feel or that you maybe don't have as much control over. So this is almost easy for you. Sometimes you lose an eyeball, you have to go without. <laughs> so you shuffle through this space and uh, there's no slope. Even though you walk into the same doorway, you seem to have boxes in the way. So you shuffle until you hit a box, move left, keep shuffling, hit another box, move right. Make your way down almost a maze of a hallway through all these boxes and you find the next room at the end of it. 
Okay, next we've got Evelyn with a 22, also with a physical goal. So tell me what your plan is to get through this hallway. Um, I'm holding my cup to my chest with my other arm. I'm like reaching and touching a wall. So I don't like, like I know where I'm going and I don't fall over. Okay, so you keep your hand on this wall, the physicality of it, grounding in this space. You lose track of everyone around you, but you don't lose track of this wall. You keep walking. It keeps turning right. That's not possible. You've turned right five, six, ten times. How have you not reached the other wall? But this wall seems to go on forever. And just when you feel like you're absolutely not going to make it at the end, you keep persevering. Just a few more steps, I know it. And then you come into the next room. So, Kimmy is next with a 14. So what's your plan to get through this with physical prowess? Okay, so my plan for this was to let my bottom half assume that like jet ski shape and just try and glide uh, because steps can bounce and I've got a lot of extra jiggle going on right now. So I'm trying to like slide my way gracefully. I've also allowed my hands to like wrap around and completely encase the cup. I have like my own little cup holder, a few right now in front of me as I try okay. to kind of slide. So you've turned into a little jet ski with a cup holder and you are scooting through this room. Yeah. yeah. You don't spill your drink, but you keep running into things. They're almost, this can't be a wall. This feels like a cloud, but you can't get through it. Then you move to the right and it's spikes sort of a weird texture underneath your little jet ski things and you can't keep going and you try to the left again and the cloud is gone and now you can move through and then here's another area but it's viscous like water but heavy you finally squeeze your way through the water and you manage not to spill your cup you fill it with water and um, you make it to the second room but by the end of that you're exhausted your ski maybe wasn't accounting for the extra weight that you're carrying so it was a little more difficult than you expected <clears throat> okay, Chasworth with a 20. What is your mental strategy to get through this place? Uh, I think Chasworth is calling on past experience, having like done a similar like uh, fraternity, I think initiation, of like maybe carrying around like an egg on a spoon or something blindfolded like similarly. So he's got like a little trick or something he's trying to like remember to do with that. Okay, so you're doing your little trick, making sure to keep balanced, and you um, kind of duck and weave through. It almost feels like the walls are wiggling, moving towards you, little like pieces of fabric touching at you from the walls. You're not sure if it's like something coming off of them, and then suddenly you're through into the next room, almost faster than you imagined. You um, push through a curtain of little flaps coming down from the ceiling. Something told you that there was a wall behind it, and you slide it back, and you make it into the next room. So, that was everyone, right? Okay, you make it, and um, when you all get into the room, there's a little beep, and over sort of an intercom, you hear the voice of the High Priestess Hierophant Valencia. She says, remove your gag. You have succeeded. You trusted Demeter. Chug, chug, chug. <laughs> okay, you all sip on your drink and it's 
bitter. It tastes like saffron. It tastes like salt water. It tastes like plant matter. Mm. And suddenly, you are falling into your drink. You finish it, but then you're falling into it. You sip, and there's a little more. It's all gone. There never was a drink. There's nothing in your hand. Suddenly you are in a room that's full of velvet padding. You feel it against your skin, but you can't see anything. Your blindfold still firmly on. And you feel hands touching you. They sort of run down your sides. They touch your arms. And you are like falling deeper into this like, psychotropic trance. What do all of you see in this moment? Maybe something from your past, something you're thinking about. Uh, your partner, maybe, or what you were up to last night in your little weird rooms. <laughs> um, what flashes through your eyes as you're falling deeper into this trance? You've been sort of through all of this talk of the cult of Demeter, of pleasure, of pain. What's going through your minds? The image of Carmilla with the, the guy we saved from hell and being like super terrified and turned on. Okay, you see her projection from hell and the way she snapped and the little collar appeared on him and his mouth was shut and he's struggling for air and she was just like laughing at him. <coughs> I know what I'm doing. Or what I see. Yeah, what do you see, Kimmy? Alright, so uh, we're, we're in my dorm room. P. Jared's underneath me. I'm riding him cowgirl. We're, we're on a we're on a, a water bed that's filled with a black liquid and each time I come down right I see we sink a little bit lower into the water bed and then you know as I try to pull out realizing that we're sinking in I just go in further and eventually we're both enveloped in the, the black bed and everything is just snuffed out there's no light sound senses are gone okay all you can feel in this blackness is P. Jared like reaching up at you, like, come deeper. <laughs> okay, what about Bender? What are you seeing? Um, probably like her, her brain is like in thoughts of like undeath and, um, you know, uh, Sarah and basically like the other uh, ghosts and undead that they've met along the way. Okay. Deep in this trance, you feel a little something. You feel the little necklace uh, that Sarah wears heavy on your heart. You feel the rib that you have inside you of hers, warm, glowing, in a way that your body doesn't. It feels alive intense and then you feel it vibrate and you look down and in the rib is a little scroll you unwrap it and it says ask for more Demeter knows <laughs> okay Chasworth what are you experiencing in this moment I think I'm remembering um a fun time with Wade where um, we played around with those, the candles that I got from the headmistress's office, uh, where he was using those on to me. So it was like a very good pleasure pain, you know, kind of moment. 
Okay. You feel the fire of the candle, the fire of Wade's love dripping onto you. You feel pain, pleasure. You're not even sure. Do those words have any meaning anymore? Mm. <laughs> Evelyn, what do you see? Um, <clears throat> I see the moon and like a moonlit forest. And then it's uh, me and my pack or whatever running through the forest. Um, in our wolf forms, but um, there's a shadow that like covers over us and I look up and it's Ishtal flying with us at the same time. Okay, he flies along above you and you see him sort of like playing in the moonlight. You see the like shimmer of his like black obsidian wings and his little horns. Um, you see his like loincloth and his hair flapping behind him. And he like dives down towards you and offers to pick you up. Um, I just, like, look up at him and howl. <laughs> you howl, the rest of your pack starts howling too. And then Ishtal transforms into a wolf, into something else. And he's howling, but it's quiet. And then you realize that you are howling out loud too. All right, you all sit in these experiences. You're laying on this like velvet cushion. There are hands touching you when you need it, offering you water, petting your hair. And suddenly you hear a voice. The first voice that you've heard in 30 minutes, an hour, 10 days, you're not sure. It's Hierophant Valencia. New cultists, you have fared well through the trials. Demeter is pleased. The ecstatic ritual begins truly now. Remove your blindfolds. <clears throat> you all pull off your blindfolds, as do the rest of the other cultists. There were 15 or 20 of the cultists performing in the ritual, but now that you pull your blindfolds off, first of all, the light hits you. It's low, it's dim, it's like red tinged, but it's still brighter than anything that you've seen in hours, and your eyes take a minute to adjust. And when they do, you realize there are 200, 300 cultists in this little room, and they've all been attending to you. You can see some of them like petted people who needed a little more time to get out of the space. Um, there are, there's like a clear delineation between the people who are performing in this ritual, wearing the little black and red velvet box. Okay, here Hello, monsters. Are we live again? Yes. We are live again. <laughs> Thanks for joining us. Uh, okay, so we have just undergone the first part of the ritual of the Cult of Demeter. And Hierophant Valencia stands on a little podium uh, and she removes her robe. And underneath, she's got nothing. <laughs> <laughs> and she looks around the room and she says, Now the real ritual begins. Give yourself over to pleasure. You have denied yourself sight, taste. You have denied yourself everything for the goddess and now she will give it back. There are showers for those who would like. There are bowls full of condoms, little packets of lube. This room is a pleasure palace. 
Demeter expects each and every one of you to find your deepest centers of pleasure tonight. And if you reach it, she may reach you. Let the orgy begin. Ooh. <laughs> you see all the cultists throwing their robes off and squirting lube everywhere. It's wild. It's loud. People are getting intense. There's you know, hundreds of people in this room, all of them getting ready to get down. Uh, there's all different kinds of monsters. This place has been mostly uh, mer people and like aquatic monsters, but this cult in particular seems to have attracted the outsiders of this area. All different kinds of monsters and bodies. Maybe you start cutting loose and having fun. Yeah, I <laughs> want to go get doused in some showers. <laughs> okay, you all move over to the shower area, and there's like attendants with a little warm, squirty water, and they like spread you down and hand you little nice smelling bath products. There's lots of the smell of like saffron. The water is all salty. Um, you can smell, you know, the smell of sex in the room over next to you, but also like velvet and um, dust, and um, this room smells old, well used. Nice. You're all getting squirted off. Well, uh, I'm ready to go uh, get slicked up. Everyone ready? <laughs> Yeah, it looks like the monsters in this room are using sort of a little ritual to approach each other, almost like a consent check. They walk up to each other and say, is the piece of Demeter inside you? And if the other person wants to play with them, they dip their hand, say the piece of Demeter is inside us both. And uh, if they don't, they say the piece of Demeter is not with me right now. So if there's any kind of monster you could imagine in this place, they're all getting weird. Who do you walk up to? And now I'm putting y'all on the spot for this one. <laughs> and Lily's gonna look for another succubus. Okay. You spot um actually roll me roll me a flight or a flirt. This is a flirt roll. A six. Okay. You spot a little trio of succubi. And they are all going to town on each other. They look like they know what they're doing. It's a little intimidating. Do you walk up to them? Yep. Okay. <laughs> you give them the, the little ritual piece, right? Is the piece of Demeter with you? Yes. They all look up from what they're doing and they are like, we will find the piece of Demeter in you. And you are sort of pulled into the pile and you're not sure what's happening. You're not sure you could even change it if you thought about what was happening. There's six hands and they're all touching you. And these succubi are gonna teach you some tricks tonight. <laughs> okay, Chaz, who are you looking for in this place? Um... Shark man. Okay. 
there mm -hmm. is sort of like an anthropomorphic shark with like big burly biceps and like strong legs, but also a little shark tail. And he's got like the full shark face, teeth and everything. Roll me a flirt roll as you walk up to him. Eighteen. Okay. <laughs> Chaz, this goes really well for you. You give him the little line, may the peace of Demeter be with you. And the shark guy looks you up and down and he just says, the peace of Demeter is inside you and I'm going to find it. Ooh. <laughs> I like the enthusiasm. <laughs> so he sort of like tackles you and brings you over to like the nearest little velvet area. And the two of you... Um, Shark skin is a little abrasive, I will say. <laughs> is there anything you're doing to avoid that? Or how are you engaging with the shark man? Uh, regular is fine. It's quite cool. Okay. You're going to have a few sores tomorrow. But, uh, <laughs> you and shark man are having a good time. <laughs> Anybody else? Are there other slime folk? Okay. Give me a flirt roll. Let's see. At 13, you see one other slime person. They are sort of chilling in cube form. They look like they have just finished tripping and are getting into the fun part of this. And uh, they pull off their robes and you can see around the corners. Ooh. I'll, uh, I'll plop down into a cube and slide over. Hey, is the uh, piece of Demeter in you? The piece of Demeter is in me and I can see it in you. And he sort of reaches out a slime arm over to you. Oh, I reach out a slime arm and I, I take it, start mixing slimes. <laughs> okay. This almost doesn't look sexual. You're just touching, but it's, uh, you know, a lot of contact. It's a lot of contact, a sensory everything. <laughs> yeah, you all are getting overloaded in this moment after uh, spending time in the hallway. Okay, Evelyn, who are you approaching tonight? I am approaching the guy that looks like the creature from the Black Lagoon. <laughs> <laughs> okay, he's got like a yellow and green webbing and scales all over his body, big sort of underwater looking eyes. Give me a flirt roll. At 20, this goes so well for you. You walk up to him and you give him your line. Um, what is it? The piece of Demeter in you? Is the piece of Demeter with you? Is the piece of Demeter with you? The monster sort of turns towards you and gives you like a look up and down and he offers you his hand. And he sort of talks, but he maybe doesn't have a great above water voice. And he says, Demeter's peace. <laughs> I grab his hand. He pulls you over to the bed and he starts um, kissing you. He's got like those big swamp lips and he's like uh, putting them all over you, leaving little slime trails up your legs. <laughs> Bender, who are you approaching? Um, I'm gonna like follow the vision and like kind of like touch my chest and try to see if I could summon uh Sarah. Okay. And like bring her here. 
you close your eyes, you connect yourself with Sarah. You feel almost like a little tether between you and her and you tug on it like a little piece of string and you feel her come a little closer. You tug again, she comes a little closer. You tug one more time and through the wall of the place comes a ghostly figure, it's Sarah. She looks around and she says, Benda, are you here? Wow, it's wild in here. I told you I'd take you on an adventure. And I just like bring her in and try to get haunted. <laughs> you notice in this space, she feels more physical. She feels um, ghostly, but there, cold and icy, but that's just like you. You bring her in closer and she tries to use her little ghostly power to slide inside you. Roll me a flirt roll. A 14. So you sort of open your body and your spirit to her and you let her move inside. You're a little distracted. You feel the rib moving, twisting. A little scroll unravels from the rib. It's sealed with a wax seal. And you're a little distracted by Sarah inside your body in this moment. So you tuck it away in your pocket. You can read that a little later. Demeter has sent you a note through the rib. Mm -hmm. Anyway, in the meantime, you and Sarah enjoying yourself thoroughly. <laughs> the possession is a little more intense than usual. She feels more connected to her powers here. Okay, so like the orgy conversation. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, the two of you are chilling. The orgy goes on for another two, three hours, four hours. You're not sure. It must be the middle of the night at this point. Finally, everything's dying down. People are spent. People are falling asleep on the velvet couches. And Hierophant Valencia comes down to her new little flock over here. She says, Hello. How was your journey? Incredible. Yes. <laughs> I see you all made some new friends and brought some old ones. She looks over at Bender and Sarah. <laughs> I must admit, you're the most fun new people who have joined us in years. What brought you here to the island? To the castle? Well, um, my partner, Wade, his uh, family is having a, a wedding, so we hopped along. Ah, uh, invites from the royal family. You <laughs> must be very powerful. Tell me, where are you from? Where do you work? Well, we hail from Monsters University. It's a, it's a excellent public, maybe private school in Las Vegas. Uh, it takes care of the monster community there. Uh, we have an excellent student council and collegiate hockey team. She gives you all the up-down as Traz is talking. She says, ah, students. Well, perhaps I misjudged you a little. You are all welcome guests in the Church of Demeter. Tell me, <laughs> will you be joining us tomorrow for the ritual again? I think we have to go to a wedding tomorrow. 
Mm-hmm. Mm. <sighs> a wedding. Boring and traditional. We have enjoyed your company tonight. Please, when you are ready, you may exit out the side. Mm. She sort of like floats off to deal with her other cultists. <laughs> At this point, y'all might notice that, that Kimmy's still back on one of the beds. Uh, the other slime cube has formed like a like a washing uh, machine shape, and Kimmy's like getting swirled around on the inside. <laughs> getting spun. <laughs> Real spun. <laughs> okay. Well, I think that's about it for tonight, unless there's anything else you all would like to do in the sex room. <laughs> all right y'all it was a fun one it was a weird one um we'll have a beach episode number three of course and we'll go to the wedding tomorrow so uh let's go the other direction let's introduce all of ourselves this is violet october hi i'm violet october and you can find me on twitter as violet october here on twitch as happy little strawberry and i play lily the second I'm Cassie Cummings. I played Kimmy Wooden Pop, the gelatinous cube. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Cass Cummings Triple X, uh, or you can just Google me. Hi, I am Girlbot Div. I play uh, Bender the Zombie. Uh, you can Google me as well, and I'm on Twitch as Div Savelle now. Yeah, <laughs> drop that link in the chat. It's a new one. Ooh, a new account. I am uh, Ricky XXX Rails. You can find me on Twitter at Ricky XXX Rails, and I play Chaz. I am Dominique Delirium. I played Evelyn the Werewolf, and you can find me on Twitter or Instagram as Dom underscore Delirium, or you can go to my website, DominiqueDelirium.com. Awesome, and I'm Jane Judge. I've been your dungeon mistress tonight. And uh, you can find us here uh, every Tuesday at 7 p.m. at twitch.tv slash genjudge, playing some weird shit. Um, yeah, uh, we also do a restream on Thursdays at 7 p.m. on twitch.tv slash suede collective. Does someone want to do a suede plug? Go for it, Kimmy. Oh, Kimmy can't talk. <laughs> the suede collective is a mutual aid group uh, started by, run by, and devoted entirely to sex workers. Um, Sweet Collective operates by, uh, through donations, it's a completely uh, 501c3 uh, charity. It's everything that comes to us goes out to uh, sex workers, either in the form of uh, micro grants or in harm reduction supplies, uh, safety stuff. It's, it's a really great program. Yeah, if you need fentanyl test strips or not can, if you're a sex worker, hit up Swade. Um, so yeah, that's been Monsters University. Catch us next week at 7 p.m. Pacific. Bye, y'all. Bye-bye.